0: to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. Forever. This is the podcast where we all gather around with our noblest pursuits, possibly have a love triangle, drink out of a holy grail, and all other sorts of Arthurian things that we're going to talk about. Um, yeah, we're going a little bit different today than our usual. Um, Happy 2023. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the beginning of 2023. We're going wild. Um, this is one kiss Means Forever. We talk about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on all the places like Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime. But today and sometimes we go Disney Channel. Yeah, you know, you got to...
1: Sometimes do Disney Channel. And I feel like, Katie, you should explain, because you found this day. Yes.
0: Um, I'm a, I am really love looking up the really dumb national holidays. Like, you know, today is National Peanut Butter Day or something like that, whatever. And so I looked up what today's date is, and it apparently is Screenwriters Day. So what we decided to do was pick one of our favorite screenwriters um, of the this genre of these types of movies. And we decided who better than the queen of most Hallmark movies, uh, most Hallmark movies that we like, Julie Sherman Wolf.
1: Yes. So because Julie Sherman Wolf tends, not a hundred percent, but tends to do a lot of Christmas and we didn't want to do a Christmas movie. Um, we thought about it and we're going with one of her earlier screenwriting uh forays, and doing a movie that aired on Disney Channel on November 12th, 2010. So it's an oldie.
0: It feels every bit of 2010.
1: Oh, yes, it does. Um, And it is called Avalon High.
0: <laughs> and we should say that um, she did not write this alone. She did have a friend. Yeah. Amy Talkington. Which is a great name.
1: Great name. And it's it is based on a book, which... I watched this whole movie and then realized, I've read this book. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Well, the book is written by Meg Cabot of Princess Diaries fame. And I went through a Meg Cabot phase. Like you do. Like you do. And I think I I vaguely remember reading this when I was a little bit too old for like a Princess Diaries, but still like – not sure how to find other authors or what I was doing, so I was just still reading those people. Makes sense. And that's how I have read this book. Um, but this is the little tiny itsy bitsy blurb. And by blurb, I mean sentence about this movie. <laughs> a teenage girl moves to a new high school where she slowly discovers herself involved in the reincarnation of King Arthur. That's it. Huzzah! <laughs> and it stars Britt Robertson and Greg Sulkin. And again, written by Amy Sherman Wolf, which is why we're doing it. Julie Sherman Wolf and Amy Tom. Oh my god, why do I keep doing that? I don't know. I'm looking at her name. It's pretty cute though. You know what it is? It's because my brain wants Julie Sherman Wolf and Amy Sherman Paladino to be the same person.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is. I'm like there's an Amy Sherman something. Oh my god. And is
1: really having trouble with with that.
0: Julie Sherman Wolf would be the person who would write the Hallmark versions of Gilmore Girls and Mrs. Maisel. Like she would. It's okay. true.
1: It's true. That again, I feel like I want them to be the same person, and that's a there is a logic there.
0: There is, and now I feel like I can't <laughs> cut any of that mistake previously because I want to keep all of this. Here, uh, here we go. Here's our version of this story. Allie Pennington played by Britt Robertson, and her Arthurian professor parents have just moved to town. While they tend to move every six months or so, they are now going to stay in this town for at least three years, allowing Allie the chance to actually settle in, make friends, and know what high school she's going to graduate from. Huzzah! It also means that she can finally go out for the track team, because for some reason she loves running, it's something I... We'll never understand. Nope. But many people do. So it's fine. Um, But with that awesome news, Allie heads out for a run. On her
1: first day of school, Allie officially meets Will Wagner, the quarterback of the football team, and the cute boy Allie ran into while running. The fact that he's clearly both king of the school but also nice means that Allie is a little smitten. Even if, while looking at him, she often sees him and his friends as knights with armor and swords. So clearly she spent too much time with her parents and also maybe is, uh, you know, smoking something.
0: (laughs) So in Mr. Moore's history class, they are studying King Arthur. What luck. Allie is paired with Miles to write a term paper on the Order of the Bear, which is not an actual thing, and we will talk about it. Um, Miles warns Allie not to be his friend since she is clearly on her way to being popular via Will, and he also says to tie her shoes. What? Kind of strange. She has a headache and goes, uh, tie your shoes. Allie, not caring, wants to be everyone's friend, including Jen, who is Will's girlfriend. And then there's, like, Lance, too, but we'll talk about him later. Um... Uh, But later at track tryouts, Allie does trip over her laces and has to retie her shoes. So she's all like, weird, Miles knew something about me.
1: Miles shows up at Allie's house to work on their paper. With the help of her parents, they discover that the Order of the Bear is a prophecy that tells of the second coming of Arthur to help heal the world. And make it a better place. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Allie, Miles, and her father think it's a fantasy, but Allie's mom really wants to believe that it's true. In fact, it's part of the reason they moved where they did, because Arthur
0: might be there. So meanwhile, (laughs) Allie and Will are bonding. They run together. Will has dinner at her house, and he invites her to a party at his house after the next football game. So there, Allie sees Jen and Will's best friend Lance making out. Allie is convinced to keep quiet in order to not mess with Will's head before state championships. Miles cryptically assures Will that he will be all right, and Allie realizes that Miles is psychic.
1: Oh God, I have so much to say about this movie. Um <laughs> Miles shows up at Allie's house, knowing that there is a secret page in the book about the Order of the Bear. When they open it, they learn that Arthur will return on the day where a lunar eclipse and a meteor shower happen simultaneously. And what luck, that just happens to be on Friday, the day of the big game.
0: (laughs) They don't have to wait around too long. That's exciting. (laughs) So everything that they're learning points to Will being the reincarnation of King Arthur. He's kingly at the school. His girlfriend is cheating on him with his best friend. So like, you know, Guinevere and Lancelot. And he has this stepbrother named Marco who is a super dick and so must be Mordred. Um, And he has this big game coming up that he must win to get to state. So like, all this stuff. And also Miles is got to be Merlin, so it's all matching up.
1: Allie is convinced to keep quiet for Will's mental state, but is still trying to keep an eye out and protect him from Marco. She and Miles go to make sure he's okay for the game. Uh, But when he arrives, he sees Jen and Lance in a car, canoodling. Um, And so he's upset, and he drives away, and Allie runs after him because she's as fast as a car. And she finds him and convinces him to go back to the game, learning that he's actually not as upset as one would truly think
0: meanwhile the big game is going on and the second string quarterback kind of sucks the team is relieved though a little bit pissed when will arrives but after intermission or halftime will has disappeared again but just then the meteor shower and the eclipse are happening Ah, which prompts Allie and miles into action to find and protect will
1: So Marco has taken Will to the school theater, but it turns out that Marco is not Mordred. He's been trying to protect Will as well. The real Mordred is actually Mr. Moore. His walking stick becomes a staff and he transforms into an evil knight. Grabbing a plastic sword, Allie goes to protect Will and it magically turns into a real sword because... When held by King Arthur, any sword turns into Excalibur, which means Allie is the real King
0: Arthur. What? So Allie, Miles, Will, Lance, Marco, and Mr. Moore are all transported to a beach with horses and armor, and they have an epic battle. But Allie and her knights defeat Mr. Moore and his evil Mordred self. Huzzah! When they are transported back to the theater, the cops show up and take Mr. Moore away, since he's raving about King Arthur and the kids act like he's crazy. With that all worked out, you know, King Arthur-wise,
1: Will and Lance are needed back on the field for the football game. And they win the game. Because, of course, they do. Will forgives Jen and Lance for their, you know, deception uh, and gives them his blessing. He's into Allie now anyway. He and Allie meet up on the field and they kiss. And since one kiss means forever, looks like Queen Arthur has found her King Guinevere. Or maybe not. They're only in high school, but Disney is a thing for like marrying teenagers off anyway. So maybe we just leave the Arthurian stuff here, and they're together, and it's fine.
0: Yay! <laughs> so yeah, that was the that was a basic bare bones outline of what happens in Avalon High. Um, Hannah, I since you have read this book, I did a little bit of research about what the differences were. By a little bit of research, I said I, I looked on IMDb and read what people said about it. <laughs> okay. So well, here's the thing. Tell us, I have read this book. I remember that I've read this book. That's about it. Okay, cool. Well, from what I read, the, in the book, she is not Arthur. Um, I think that's true. She's the she's the the lady of the lake. So when um, there's a point when more when Mordred um, says, I thought maybe you were the lady of the lake at the most. Um, That's actually true. And just why a lot of these, the matching up doesn't really fit the fact that she's becomes Arthur. Like, so then, because the the Guinevere Lancelot thing is a thing. So then, how does she actually fit into it? That was kind of like, that was one of my hugest what the fucks. It's like, I like the fact that they want it to be girl power and that, like, the reincarnation is her, but the rest of the story doesn't make sense then. Right. Well,
1: okay. It's been a while since I've really dove into any, like, true Arthurian stuff. I have a lot to say about. This Arthurian stuff. Okay, so first off,
0: are you allowed to do Arthurian stuff in history class? Um, considering that it's not entirely history, yeah. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be one thing to study England by like by way of King Arthur, but but that
1: doesn't seem like that's what they're doing. No. So that part was confusing to me. Second. I don't know who Marco is in this world, pretending that Will is actually Arthur and we're going with him being, you know, related. Because the thing about Mordred is Mordred is not Arthur's stepbrother. He
0: is his brother and son. Yes. Yes. The The child of, Mor- of Morgana, Morgan Le Fay, yeah. and... And I think Arthur. some. I think some iterations don't make him his son, but like you okay. know, kind of yeah, thing.
1: like it, like maybe nephew, maybe yeah. you know, like it gets a little weird, but like it doesn't actually, like I don't know who this other person is. Like, is he supposed to be like a Galahad or something? But like one not. of the knights
0: of the Round Table. Um. Yeah, he comes when he is able. <laughs> um, is Mordred ever magic? In- Again, I I think it depends on the version because in some like you know Morgan Le Fay is a, supposed to be like a witch, yes. so it's very yes. I think in some iterations of it he can have magical tendencies, but I don't know I don't think so. Um, like I, I couldn't just like the
1: the when there was magic and when there wasn't was very confusing. Yeah. Also, the other thing that seems absolutely bonkers bananas to me about this movie is that Miles. Knows he can see parts of the future and just, like, goes with it. Like.
0: Yeah, Well, he doesn't, he feels like, I feel like Miles is one of those people that's psychic, you know, in, in literature and movies where they're like, I'm psychic. I don't want anyone to know, but I feel like I have to say something when it's important. And he doesn't want anyone to know he's psychic because people already pick on him.
1: Right. And I understand that completely. But, like, there is no, like. Oh my God! Not everybody can see the future. You know, there's there's none of that. Yeah, Where like he's just somebody with magical powers in a the regular world, and it's not really a thing. It's just like I I don't know. I you, you I feel like he should be a little bit more like freaked out about the fact that he has this power, but he never is.
0: Well, he's not because he says he's had it forever. Like, it started when he was younger. So I guess if it's something that he has lived with his whole life, he's had a chance to get used to it. I just don't like the fact that, like, he is psychic and that's the only part that's magical about him i wanted him to have a little bit more connection to magic especially when he starts to like he's given this staff and then like automatically learns how to make the staff into a pencil at the end like the only way that he's magical is being psychic i don't know how that that equates to making things into other things
1: well so he has like a crush on some girl that we never know her name or anything and i kept thinking like is this the like, is she evil? Because I believe Merlin is in love with somebody who like traps him, right? I feel like that. Th- th- there's something where like, like he ends up leaving Arthur because of a woman.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Like, there is
1: some like thing there where like, I, I don't remember exactly, but I'm like, trying I was to like. I remember
0: the Sam Neill miniseries, and I think <laughs> I'm thinking of Isabella Rossellini, <laughs> but I don't remember her name.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like that's you know, like I, it, I kept being like, is this girl like a bad person? Because I feel like that's part of the issue is that the, she's a bad person. Maybe that's an Avalon
0: College. I, I don't know. Um, how old are they? At least sophomores. They can drive. Oh, okay, yeah. Quid questions? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they're juniors and. Uh, who cares I don't know I, yeah, okay um
1: the when they're transported to the beach in the horses, I'm so confused about the scene
0: I know why why is there a beach what happened why is there a beach who
1: who gets to go? Did they all go together is this a is this a dream they're all having? did they time or space travel for real did they it was it just in their minds also, why are the horses snarling and roaring? cuz they're in the heat of battle. But like there's like literal like snarls roaring sounds and I'm like it, no 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 there's only people and horses here.
0: Maybe there were dragons in a distance. <laughs> I just could not put it together.
1: Like I don't know what what happened.
0: I don't I don't understand how the magic works. I don't understand how all of this works. My I another big thing just to kind of go back to Marco was this whole Order of the Bear thing. I don't understand why he was a dick to protect him. Like, I understand some of his, like, tactics, but why did he put, like, candy bugs on the food if he's not Mordred? You know what I mean? Like, was he just being a dick stepbrother at that point? Maybe. But also, if he if his whole thing was to do it to protect Will,
1: he must also know about this... Order of the Bear thing.
0: That's what he said. He said his father was part of the Order of the Bear, right? And that when that he died, he took it over. And I have a problem with this whole Order of the Bear thing because when I think, I think that they should have been tipped off by Mister Moore immediately because when they when they're given the Order of the Bear as a um, as an assignment for class, and the only book that. His that her professor Arthurian professor parents have is hidden under lock and key in a secret compartment in a bookcase, and that's the only place that they have the Order of the Bear. Wouldn't they have said, "How the fuck does he know about the Order of the Bear? Nobody knows about it, because literally the one book we have is secret."
1: (laughs) Well, there's that. There's
0: the that
1: whole thing. Like I could not fathom how these parents would keep a book hidden in the in the secret compartment of a bookcase but then allow their teenage daughter to keep it in her room and then bring it to school yeah yeah in it and it wasn't like she took it without their permission she like specifically says they said it was okay yeah <laughs> I'm was like no they didn't like how these are not
0: the same people what are you talking about yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool. Like the whole thing about it being secret and getting on, you know, like lock and key or whatever uh, uh, is was cool. But I wish that she had said like, OK, mom, dad, I'm hearing these things about Order of the Bear. There's nothing like more than that in the books. Not but she says they're not it's not mentioned in any of the books. And that's what screwed me up. <laughs>
1: I mean also like I get this was was 2010 but like they do not check the internet. The internet was around at that point, yeah. Yeah. And I all I could think was like okay, what if another pair of kids got this as their turn paper. I realized that it was probably fixed or whatever, but it was certainly fixed. But what if? Like clearly this is not something that you know, your average teenager could find out yeah without you know like it just seemed like I don't know that would also like tip me off of like this feels impossible I feel like if I were Allie I would have been like okay I've been able to find something but like I I would have thought to myself like what were other people supposed to do if they had gotten this like you know it's not part of the prophecy Hannah I know and I was very confused about all of it yeah And then there was the the other part that really, like, bothered me was the weird cheating thing.
0: With Jen and Lance?
1: No, not about cheating on their test. Oh, Oh, oh. So, like, he hands out the test. Mr. Moore says what's on the bottom of his shoe. It's a cheat sheet, which we never find out where it comes from, but I assume it's from Mr. Moore. In some capacity. But... He hasn't even looked at the paper yet. Can you be
0: penalized for cheating if you like are caught instantly? I don't know because I never cheated. So I don't know what the rules are. I thought it came from Marco. I don't know. It's made you're made to think that it's from Marco. I would feel weird if it came from Mr. Moore and then he has this big magnanimous decision of not doing anything about it in the moment because he's like i'm gonna mm-hmm. give you the benefit of the doubt so who would that have been helping who would that what would know i don't know there?
1: how it would have been helping anybody anyway i don't know either like like the the only person i could see it helping was if he was like not able to play that would have helped mordred right yeah it so, would yeah i don't
0: know cuz the whole the whole thing dear readers dear listeners is like they're try they're they're the the Mordred thing is they're supposed to follow the timeline of of how Arthur did it in the past. So they set up like, you know, like he finds out about Guinevere and Lancelot and that fucks him up and then he can't like win the big battle because his head is in the wrong place. The so Mordred or Marco, I should say. So Marco is trying to keep Lance, like him from discovering about Jen and Lance. Um, so I guess that makes sense. But then I don't understand why like this cheating thing would be not winning the big game or like, would that have been protecting him so that he's not at the game? So then he couldn't have been like, I don't know. I like, I genuinely don't know. I also, I mean, these are high school
1: kids. I have a real problem with the idea that he, this child would be so devastated by his girlfriend dumping him, that he couldn't win a game.
0: I don't know if you remember what being a teenager is like. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, I
1: see, yeah. here's the thing. is I think had she done it earlier, like when she first was like, oh, shit, I don't like my boyfriend anymore. I like this other guy.
0: That would have been plenty of time to get over it. Yeah. They come to find they could have given him the benefit of the doubt because he is a lot more... Uh, uh, happy about it than they thought. Yeah, because um, he he
1: also kind of doesn't want to be dating her.
0: Yeah, he's like we've been we've been out of it for a really long time. Just go ahead, take my girlfriend, please.
1: So weird. I don't know. I mean, like that that feels much more betrayal to me. Like is the them- bot-
0: the bottom line, I think, is like. I feel like this could have been a really cute adaptation. I have not read the book, so I don't know if it's well put, better put together than this movie. But I feel like Disney wanted to have another, like, kick-ass girl. They're like, make this story work for this. But then they didn't adapt enough of it to, for it to actually make sense. And to be honest, I thought it was boring. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is weirdly predictable, even
1: though Allie being Arthur is not. Yeah, I mean, I knew. I mean, granted, I have read the book, so I guess there's maybe some things are in my brain. But like the way Mister Moore talked, and and like the instant like Marco is evil, I was like, oh, he's he's definitely not. Like he's not going to be the issue. Yeah, like that was so clear to me.
0: I also had a big problem with the way this movie was filmed. Like, didn't it seem like really like I feel like the filming of it was like really dark and um, unsteady, like the camera kept moving around almost as if it was like a mockumentary type style in certain ways. I didn't happen to notice that personally,
1: but there was a lot of running. So I wonder if I just like attributed that to the beat. Also, uh, but I just remembered speaking of running, um, I would like to argue that Allie does not want to be on the track team. I think she wants to be on the cross-country team. Is there a difference? Yeah. One's on track and one's in the woods.
0: Oh, that's fair. And Someone more, on IMDB was like, she's doing a lot of long-distance running for being a sprinter on the track team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's what part of, you know, it's it cross-country is usually distance and varied terrain versus the track team, which is on, like, that circular track.
0: Shows what I know. I was never into sports.
1: Me either, but I had friends on the Cross Country team who specifically did not run track because that was a different thing.
0: That is fascinating, and the more you know, you know. I also felt really worried about her boobs in the tank top when she was trying. Uh, out. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just wanted to put that mm-hmm. here.
1: Yep. <laughs> She is running without a real bra, and it is not okay.
0: This <laughs> is my note like when when she's finished, you can kind of see like there's a line of her bra, and then you can kind of see a little bit of the strap, but it's she's but you shouldn't be running like that in a regular bra. You need to have a sports bra otherwise ow,
1: yeah, and she's she's not big, but yeah, no,
0: but still too bouncy any little too bit bouncy. is too much Ouch. yeah, agreed, agreed, all right, well, now that we've poked we've we've made all the holes bigger um yep hallmark 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 disneyness hallmark hallmarks
1: okay uh, yeah. uh I, my first one was student shows up mid-year and immediately they have a partner project
0: cute yeah i just said new girl in town um and she literally bumped into will um when she was running at the beginning mm-hmm. uh
1: you have met a man slash boy and you must love him <laughs>
0: On the other side of that, talking to someone with googly eyes, even though you have a girlfriend.
1: Uh, Insistent that we're just friends.
0: We are. It's friend burgers. Um, We have someone named Marco. (laughs) (laughs) We have deception. Yes. Which you mentioned in the thing. Um, uh, Speaking of Marco, though, his dad is dead, so life is hard
1: that's true um there is some anti-feminism in this movie uh because at some point somebody says way to hit like a girl Ugh. in a
0: derogatory way i'll show them what it means to hit like a girl <laughs> uh we have some stargazing because we're looking at a meteor shower <laughs>
1: And the once in a lifetime or a thousand years thing is happening
0: imminently. Yeah. Um, I didn't have anything else.
1: Oh, I had one more. I had. Uh, let's not explain anything about what's going on until day of when it's imperative that people have to know things.
0: Oh, I guess there's one more thing too that uh, the person who really wanted something to happen was not around when it happened. Like, you know, the person who really thought Santa was this person didn't see Santa be that person. The mom right. really wanted Arthur to have been reincarnated. Little does she know. Yeah. It's her own right. kid. That's true. That's true.
1: I did not have any pretty parades. I didn't care about <laughs> the costumes in this movie.
0: What about the any across the universes?
1: I have a very dumb one.
0: Okay. Um
1: so Jen. Is played by the same actress who plays Alexis Castle from Castle. And I thought that was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because it's a castle. <laughs> I love you.
1: <laughs> that was it.
0: My only across the universe I already talked about was that she – he says that she could be the lady of the lake. and um, Yeah. Actually, no. I do have another across the universe. Um it's but it it but it's like really super dumb um it kind of fits in with our it's not like um unreal or like you know our Law and Order o t h we talked about psych being a movie where a lot of hallmark actors are in it, but this is not a hallmark movie, but the guy who plays Mordred um or Mr Moore plays Billy lips um who is uh a really cool like English rock star on Psych, <laughs> and I think he's in it twice um but uh. He also, I think, gets murdered in the clue episode. Um, I don't know. There's more. I think there's more like weird, cute across the universe overlapping. But I was, I was happy that he was here because um, yeah, I think he's I funny.
1: That. I hear that.
0: Did you have any new and noteworthy? Only that in the Disney movies that we have done, they don't often kiss, and they do in this one. I have that. There's also full-on cheating
1: in this. That's one. true. Granted, it is high school cheating, so it is – I don't even think you actually see them kiss, uh, Jen and Lance, but they're, like, too close together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Breathing each other's air.
1: (laughs) But they, like – it's, like, accepted full-on cheating.
0: Yeah. But it has to be in order for it to be Jen and Guinevere and Lance. Yeah, no, I I agree
1: agree. that it has to be in order to fit the story, but it – like, that's not something you – Get you usually get emotional cheating, yeah, and only emotional cheating,
0: fair enough, very true. Supporting shout out. Um, I had a couple cool.
1: Um, so first of all, I think the mom and the dad, um, because they're weirdly into what's happening, but also oblivious simultaneously, and I just enjoyed. That they clearly were actors who were like, this movie is insane. We're going to be, we're going to match the insanity with our performances. And yes. I appreciated that from them. <laughs> My other supporting shout out was the one person randomly in the bleachers of the crowd at the football game wearing a plastic night helmet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was just like, okay. Cool. <laughs> I said I, I like I wanted to shout out Miles because I thought he was kind of funny when he when he was figuring out that he was Merlin. He's like, "Being Merlin rules." <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was pretty cute. Um so let's go into kiss meter then. Okay, kiss meter. I gave it a 6.
1: Okay. I said the contact wise it was fine. Uh, for Disney it got a little bit higher because Disney Uh, but there it's initial dubious consent and I would posit that Will and Jen are never officially broken up
0: not according to Jen no like he he gives Lance the go-ahead but doesn't ask her permission doesn't say it's if if it's okay with Jen which is also (laughs) anti-feminist
1: yeah I mean, so, so, yeah, I had, I had some issues with
0: that part. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I gave it a four. Okay. Um, Because, like, sure, it kind of looked okay for a Disney kiss, it, but it was almost like they weren't really, I don't know, kissing. It was almost like, yes, their faces were together, but I feel like there was still, like, air between them. It's kind of lippy. But my favorite, my only favorite part of it was the fact that Merlin says lip gloss before, <laughs> which is, I thought was kind of cute, yeah. but no, I was, it didn't, I was happy that it happened, but it didn't do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Katie, would you recommend this to other people? I'm really sad to say I wouldn't. I think on paper, it sounds like a fun idea. Um, and even the story is kind of fun. I think it'd be fun to read this book. But watching it was a real slog. Like I was just, I think I kept looking at my phone and having to rewind things because I just was getting, I was getting bored. Um, and which makes me sad because we're we're here to be celebrating Julie Sherman Wolf. But this was an early thing and she did have to adapt subject matter. So, you know, whatever. But uh, we're here for you, Julie. We yeah. are, we're, we're pretty sure that you wrote all the best parts. So
1: how about you? Yeah. Nina? Um, I said it's definitely not top of my Disney Channel recommendations. Um, I don't think it's unwatchable, but I definitely don't need to re-see it. And if you're going to go with a Julie Sherman Wolf movie, like, you know, we have episodes on The Birthday Wish and Finding Finding Santa. Um, and then I think we have at least four on our We Want to Make Episodes yes. list. Um <laughs> So yeah, like this this just and I, I feel like we would have gone in a different direction with her if all the ones that we wanted to do just like don't fit the January timeline.
0: Yeah. And we wanted to do it for screenwriters day. Yeah. Um and I
1: think it's good when we do things that we don't love uh, on occasion. <laughs>
0: I'll um, check back in with us at the end of this year because we're definitely going to be doing her hanukkah one, <laughs> and then she did this this this- this season this past yes, season we'll so. we'll
1: definitely do that one, but that will won't be till hanukkah um but yeah, like it's not it's not her finest work it's not unwatchable. I don't think it needs to be seen, but it's there it's and there. you know she she does have some pretty great made for t v movies yes. that she's done
0: but huzzah avalon hi yeah. i'm really Woo! i really love arthurian stuff so i was i was really wanting to like this So i'm kind of really sad
1: i i honestly don't think disney was the place to do this you might be right about that like i i get why it got there but i also feel like arthurian stories are a little bit too gritty for the true disney also i'm I mean, I recognize that this is not Arthurian canon. I'm going to be team Merlin, the BBC show, forever.
0: 100%. I think I kept going, I kept reverting to that in my brain. Like, I was like, I just I just want to be watching Merlin. And I think I'm due for a rewatch because that know. show is amazing.
1: <laughs> it's just so stupidly fun.
0: It's amazing. And <laughs> another thing that really bugged me is, like, half of this not half, but, like, a lot of this cast have accents. Like, they're English or from New Zealand. And mm-hmm. you could really tell, especially yeah. with Will and the mother. Um, And, I mean, and Steve Valentine, who played Mr. Moore, just has, like, the funniest American accent. But I... Yeah. So I'm glad that they had him, like, switch at the end, even though he's Scottish. um, Apparently, in real life. But, like, it was really... I found it really distracting. So I'm like, can't they have... Couldn't they have moved to England? Actually,
1: this is sort of a a hallmark hallmark that I didn't bring up, is that Disney has this thing where they often have these stories that take place as if high school is the entire world. That's true. Like Descendants. Yeah, exactly like Descendants. Whereas, like, why in – Anybody's mind would the reincarnation of King Arthur be a sixteen-year-old or whatever? Like that's that's crazy pants. Why would you? If, if, you know, it's sort of like. Um, did we do the, an episode on that Vanessa Hudgens night movie? We did. Yes, we did. Right? Yes, we did. <laughs> I don't even remember what we've done. It's sort of like that. In why would a medieval knight randomly time travel to Ohio? like why did that happen it that it felt a little bit similar of like why would the reincarnation of arthur be some random high school in the middle of the country
0: isn't it like supposed to be california or something
1: there's palm trees oh maybe maybe okay maybe why why would the arthurian legend be some random high school in the us yes
0: fair enough fair enough
1: her parents should have moved them to like cornwall yeah exactly
0: right next to tintagel castle
1: Yeah, like, I mean, they're Arthurian scholars. Why are they not obsessed with living in England? In Glastonbury.
0: Yeah, it was just sort of a little strange. I agree. But to the point about making Arthur 16, if we go with when he pulled the sword from the stone, like, how old was he then? He was pretty little. Yeah, I think
1: I think like thirteen, fourteen,
0: if I remember. Correctly. So I think that I think but, it fits. But then when of. did? But I feel like
1: it was a decent amount of time between that and Guinevere. Yeah, because he's John Connery by then. <laughs> but like he and Guinevere are pretty happy together for a while, and then Lancelot shows up, and then like I mean. This is what I remember from reading the Once and Future King many, many years ago, and then like Guinevere and Lancelot fall in love, and Lancelot tries to like fight it for a while, and then he's finally like, "I am weak," and then that's when Arthur finds out about them. Like it, I feel like there's minimally a decade.
0: Yeah, so Guinevere must have been pretty old then, though, you know. I feel like she and Lance are,
1: yeah,
0: I think that's true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's older. I've seen Cam a lot. (laughs) Where are those simple joys of maidenhood?
1: (laughs) And what do the simple folk do?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, friends. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us again. Go look up Julie Sherman Wolf and celebrate her. She is quite the screenwriter, even if we didn't showcase it today. Yes. We are on
1: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. We are still live tweeting the uh, premieres when we can. So um, that's like Saturdays now.
0: So it's not too much, but it's there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and you can also email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And there's a link on our in our show notes uh, if you would like to support us in any way. You can click our coffee link. And thanks as always to Flint
1: Pastors for our intro outro music. His
0: stuff's on Apple
1: Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we will see you in another couple weeks for another fun trip into made for TV movies and romance. In- Bye! Bye Bye-bye!